These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. On Monday, search efforts continued to locate the bodies of five people killed in a helicopter crash off the coast of Port Stephens. As of Friday afternoon, authorities had still not been able to recover the bodies or the wreckage. The Australian Transport Safety Bureau is appealing for witnesses to the crash. The Bureau's Nat Nagy said they're still trying to determine why the helicopter disappeared from radar screens and plunged into the sea. As part of the ATSB's investigation, we will be looking at any recovered wreckage from the helicopter. We'll be interviewing witnesses, reviewing maintenance and pilot records as well as weather records and looking at any recorded data that may be available. On Tuesday, residents living in Williamtown's PFAS contamination red zone were given a hearing date for their class action lawsuit in the federal court. The group is set to have their compensation case heard on April 1 next year after property values plummeted following notification of contamination over four years ago. The hearing was postponed from last month and mediation talks for the department failed last year. Coalition Against PFAS President Lindsay Clout lives in Fullerton Cove and says a second round of mediation could mean the court hearing won't be necessary. We're also scheduled for mediation talks again uh, in December, and that's quite important. I would expect if the mediation is successful, and we'll be, no need to move towards a, a court hearing. On Wednesday, the man accused of burning his former friend to death at Whitebridge last year pleaded guilty to murder. Shortly before his death on the side of Oakdale Road, 23-year-old Wade Still told a taxi driver David McCauley had poured petrol on him. David John McCauley faces a maximum sentence of life in jail over the murder. His case has been adjourned to Sydney Supreme Court on November 1. New statistics released on Wednesday showed emergency departments in the Hunter are getting busier, with over 5,000 more patients seen from April to June this year than 2018. Belmont, Calvary Martin, Newcastle and Singleton hospitals exceeded state averages in terms of performing elective surgeries on time. However, overall number of patients leaving the ED within four hours dropped. Hunter New England Health spokesperson Karen Kelly said there are strategies to minimise people presenting to the ED including heading to GPs instead when possible. 90.8% of patients arriving by ambulances were transferred on time. We've also seen good performance in our elective surgery and we continue to exceed the state average. So even though we do have some areas where patients are waiting a bit longer, overall 98.8% of all surgeries were performed on time. On Thursday, New South Wales Labor criticised the state government for its contribution to increased pressure on Hunter hospitals. It follows the release of the latest Bureau of Health Information report, which showed more than a quarter of emergency presentations at John Hunter Hospital weren't seen in the clinically recommended time frame. Shadow Health Minister Ryan Parr claimed the report is clear evidence the Premier and Health Minister have failed to keep the regional health system properly resourced. He said the Hunter's hospitals are at breaking point. We're seeing over 40% of patients waiting more than four hours to get access to the emergency department care and treatment and what we're of course seeing is many many people are waiting an enormous length of time to access elective surgery. 
The federal government was asked on Thursday to stop shirking responsibility and act on coastal erosion immediately to save communities like Stockton. The sudden closure of the Mission Australia Early Learning Centre last week prompted Newcastle MP Sharon Clayton to call on federal parliament to do something about the issue. She acknowledged responsibility lies primarily with the state government but said the federal government should be doing its share too. This is a massive wake-up call for all levels of government. The federal government has got to start showing leadership in this regard. We are a massive island nation and we need a national plan around coastal rehabilitation. And on Friday morning, a 25-year-old man ended up in police custody following a nine-hour siege at Mayfield. During the standoff, which started about 12.30 Friday morning, the man climbed onto the roof of a Maitland Road unit and refused to come down. Assisted by tactical response officers and the rescue squad, police negotiators eventually managed to talk him down around 9.30am. He was taken to Newcastle Police Station for inquiries.